I just like breathe too heavy and my kidney hurt. <laughs> Is that even possible? I don't know. What's up, what's up, y'all? This is uh, Zach Johnson with Busted Stereo, um, where we're going to take big ideas and chop them up into uh, easy-to-understand um, sentences and just take 10 minutes out of your time and maybe learn something new. So what we're talking about today is atonement. Uh, a lot of people throw that word around you know, within the church confines, but nobody, or a lot of the times, a lot of people don't know what that means. And so what I'm going to hopefully do is explain to you kind of what atonement is uh, what it means and what like what it means like how it affects us I guess you could say that so um, first of all kind of just what atonement is atonement is the work uh, by Jesus uh, on the cross uh, absorbing the wrath of God now a few things got to go in saying with that uh, first of all a lot of times when, when we talk about atonement um, God gets portrayed as the, just this big angry being in the sky that's just like hungry and needs to be fed. Like that's kind of the almost the mentality we get behind it. Like God is just merciless, and so because of that, Jesus had to come down and you know take care of that. Which uh, that's not the case. That that doesn't really uh, speak to true atonement. Uh, what would be more accurate in saying is that God was, uh, how, although merciful for a time. Uh, while while we're while we exist and are here on earth um, he still has his justice which is driven by his love to uh, kill those and be jealous of those that worship things that are not him and thus when he uh, entered a relationship between God and man it was made clear that when man would do wrong God would punish that by death and man knew that knows this so that's the the justifiable punishment and through Christ, uh, by God's you know giant plan, uh, Christ absorbs God's wrath, making a way for man to be forgiven. Um, so God, uh, as a jealous God, you can kind of think of like a husband and a wife, uh, very much like if if the husband were to come home and find his wife cheating on him, uh, he'd have a very good reason to be jealous and to be angry, uh, and, and and most of that is because. Like he entered a relationship and entered a covenant with her that they would both be faithful and she and she cheated. And so he has every right to have wrath and anger, you know what I'm saying? So so that is the kind of the same way that we're uh, viewed with God whenever we go through other things, you know, whether it be, whether it be cars or girls. I always like I, I name these big things, but a lot of times it's smaller with most people. But, you know, cars, girls, drugs, drinking, you know, that's the ones you always hear in church. But whether it's like thinking about yourself, you know, being prideful, being cruel, being, um, you know, uh, bad motivations, sometimes just in evil, uh, lack of self-control, uh, you know, uh, inability to, uh, to curb your anger, uh, un unrightful malice, blowing up for no reason, you know, whatever. These are reasons that, that God became jealous. So, so you know, that, and that's to be talked about another time, you know, man and sin. But because of that, what the atonement is, what it is, is, is God, uh, Jesus taking the wrath of God uh, for those who put their faith in Christ. And so the actual act of the atonement is Christ taking on the full measure of the atonement in order so that man may be forgiven. Now, a couple things that I don't know if like y'all grew up with this like just this backwards thinking, but somehow I wound up thinking it for a long time. 
Uh, and, and a lot of times we think that it's like God is the judge, Jesus is your attorney, and, and the devil is like the prosecutor. And so, like, and so the devil says, you know what, you should, he should be with me, he should be mine because, you know, he did this and he did this and he's, he's evil and, and so, you know, prosecution wins. And then, like, they tell you in VBS or whatever, you know, and then Jesus just says, no, he's one of mine, as if he's, like, super soft and, like, a hippie or something. Now let me paint this in, in the more actual, uh, like, what terms that would make a little more sense because that's just not how it is. It's not like it's Jesus versus the devil and who winds up with you know our souls and it's well you did bad it means the devil gets you or or like it's a trade-off like like uh like god trades you know well he was evil and so that means that means since he died you get him like it's not like that that's what a lot of uh church fathers thought uh origin was one of the old church fathers that believed that uh when, when in all actuality it's it's god saying we had a relationship you did this, you did this, like you sinned against me. And God, you know, all throughout the Bible, we see biblical proof of God hating sin. And in and, and Psalm, uh, oh, geez, I'm going to try to do this. Psalm 11, 15, 11, 5, maybe. Uh, it, he talks about how uh, he hates the ungodly. He, he hates those who do unrighteousness. And so if we see a holy hatred justifiable by God, you know, being jealous that we've put our hearts against him when they should be towards him, then the atonement is the act of him taking that wrath and bestowing it on somebody that's not us. Like it's very much a triune Trinitarian process here that God elected those whom he would. That's in the Bible. We can't like, don't, that's not what we're arguing here, but he elected those who he would. And then Christ took on the debt for those who were elected and the Holy Spirit empowers embodies and protects spiritually those whom were died for and were elected so everyone's working together it's not that we need to feed an angry god so i'll take the i'll take the payment it's not you know the holy spirit junior over here not really doing anything with the atonement is all three beings of god uh working together in order to atone for the sin of mankind and and that's basically it so I, I think that's pretty much um, all there really is to be said about about the atonement. Um, just you know, remembering that the atonement was necessary—that's something that uh, can be argued. It's not, uh, and and this is just biblically what what I see is just evident and even logically that the atonement does not apply to everyone. Not everyone is atoned for because it's the atonement that takes that that gets us into a right standing with God. So like. <laughs> It's not like if everyone was atoned, we could all do whatever we wanted. But because it's the blood of Christ that gets us into heaven, uh, that, that, we can, that we can stand righteously before God because Christ has already died. We have been atoned for uh, as those whom, whom the Lord has chosen. But it still takes uh, the, the, the pressing of the Holy Spirit and our seizing uh, of the atonement that, that gets us in. And so if everyone was atoned for, then we would all be saved. But because we all know that's not, you know, you've been in this world, it's going crazy. Uh, because we know that that's not the truth, that everyone has been atoned for. We know that the atonement is necessary, but it is also uh, applicable. So if God only, pre- if God only elected a certain people for salvation, and the Holy Spirit only resides in people that have been saved, 
then Christ died on the cross for those people. Like if the Father was selective and the Holy Spirit is selective, then it can only make sense that the atonement is selective. So that's what atonement means. It's kind of the death of Christ. I know I didn't really crack as many jokes in here. I usually try to do that. Um, I'll try to make this a little more laid back. But it's kind of a big deal. And like I said, it's a big word, but a big idea uh, broken down just a little bit. But there's been some crazy uh, accusations of, you know, well, if this is true, I don't, I guess in my head they sound like old farmers. If this is true, then, you know, what about this? Like a lot of people will say, well, if somebody had to die in order to make God happy, then that means that God is just a big hissy fit throwing being in the sky. And he, you know, man is, knows how to forgive. God needs to just learn how to forgive. But what we always have to remember is that God is much bigger and uh, by much higher standards than little primate men, you know, walking all around this earth that we're subject to forgive because we wrong people. God is not subject to forgive and just pass sin away, pass our cheating nature away because he's perfect. So he's in full standing to say, hey, bump that. We're going to take care of that. So this is, uh, once again, Busted Stereo with your boy, Zach Johnson. Uh, like I said, I hope I hope I didn't bore you to death. It was 10 minutes, 10 and a half minutes of uh, just kind of what the atonement is. Uh, I do... Uh, I do hope that, that you're, and uh, I will talk to y'all later. Went a little long today. Sorry about that. Peace.